The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast is a production of Journeys Revealed Ministries. Glorify the Lord by your life. To learn more about this Catholic nonprofit apostolate, visit the website journeysrevealed.com. And now on with this month's show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast. I am your host, Julia Monin, author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. Welcome to the 36th episode of this show. Um, primarily today, what we need to discuss is, and it's a need, right? What we need to discuss is what's going to be happening with the next six episodes of this show. I am preparing to give you something I've never done on this show before, but an actual series of podcast. This is going to happen on the Fridays of Lent, a Lenten series. And we've got a title for this. I've got a special guest host that's going to be with us for all six of of these episodes. You guys, I've never been this prepared for this podcast before in my life. So man, what you're in for a treat, I hope anyway. Um, So what's coming up in this Lenten series, it's going to be a series titled Seeking My Love, a Lenten journey with St. John of the Cross. Last fall, I was listening to a podcast um, called Carmel Cast by some Carmelite friars. Actually, I think they're in formation. I don't think they're all friars yet. Anyway, and they're talking about, they did a, a season on St. John of the Cross. And on the very last episode of their podcast, they kind of off to the side, kind of jokingly made a joke, like anybody who's in Catholic media, you know, help us spread the truth about St. John of the Cross. There's so many misconceptions about who he is. And so blog about him, podcast about him, and help us help us help people understand who he really was and the great teachings that he's given us or that God has given us through him. And so, of course, that spoke to my heart and really got me thinking. I initially like wrote it off, like I'm not going to do that. Well, one, because I don't know enough about St. John of the Cross. That is still very much true. And two, that I, I just didn't think I had time to do anything else, to do anything else in addition. But of course, the time thing is never a good reason not to do anything. And, and the Lord, as I continued to pray and discern about what his will was, the Lord showed me how I could fit everything into my schedule without like taking away from, from my family or anything like that. So that all worked itself out. And then also, quite naturally, the Lord put on my heart somebody to invite on the show with me. And I'm so excited to introduce him to you. Not this week, not this episode, but the next time I'm with you, he will be with me in the studio and, and sitting down with me. Father Jedediah Tridel, who just has a love for all things Carmel, is a diocesan priest in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. I met him several months ago as he joined uh, my parish cluster as parochial vicar, and I'm excited to to introduce you to him and to share his wisdom with you. Again, he's got a love for all things Carmel and has really spent a lot of time studying the spirituality of the Carmelite saints, and in particular, St. John of the Cross. And so I'm hoping that we can all learn from him. And I've told him that on numerous occasions. And Father Jedediah, if you're listening to the show today, this month, then I'm going to say this again, just so you know. I'm approaching this Lenten series as the student and really am looking to Father Jedediah as the teacher, that we can we can really come to better understand St. John of the Cross 
and looking at spending a little bit of time looking at um, each of his major works, his writings, and really pulling out parts that Father Jedediah really uh, that really spoke to him, parts that really spoke to me, and then just introducing you to this great saint, this great mystical doctor of the church, Saint John of the Cross. And so that was the big need of today's show. I wanted to jump on quickly today to to just prep you for that, to let you know that this is coming. We are going to record these podcasts on the Fridays during Lent. This will begin Friday, February 19th, and will end Friday, March 26th. We're not going to record on Good Friday because um, it's Good Friday, people, and we need to be in church praying. And so I have nothing more to add to that, except I'm not doing a podcast on Good Friday, okay? And so we, these will end March Friday, March 26th, and we will do them at one o'clock in the afternoon. And I tell you that because if you're somebody who likes to watch videos of podcasts, that's going to be an option for this special Lenten series. Normally, that's not an option on this podcast. I do audio only, but I'm actually going to, assuming we get technology worked out, we're actually going to live stream these on my Facebook page. So you will be able to tune in live as Father Jedediah and I sit down to work through this Lenten series, Journeying Through St. John of the Cross, on Fridays during Lent at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, my Facebook page is Julia Monin Author, so you can find it there. And then, of course, those videos will will remain on my page. And if you can't catch us live, you can always tune into them later. So that was the big thing I wanted to talk to you about. This Lenten series is coming. It's going to be the Fridays during Lent, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch them live on my Julia Monin author page on Facebook, or they will post here to wherever you're listening to this on your standard podcast apps. They will post here as well after we're done recording. And so you can catch them there. Seeking My Love, a Lenten journey through the writings and teachings of St. John of the Cross. Really looking forward to sitting down with Father Jedediah and, and sharing not only Father Jedediah with you, but also introducing you to this great mystical doctor of the church, St. John of the Cross. With that being said, I do have a little bit of content prepared for you for this month's episode as well, kind of giving us a little intro of St. John and really why I, I fell in love with him and why I'm feeling inspired to like introduce you to him as well. So before I get into the meat of this, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God. Let's open with scripture. This is from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance be perfect, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance be perfect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So I was first introduced to St. John of the Cross, um, I think two years ago, maybe three years ago. I read his um, poem, The Spiritual Canticle, and then he wrote commentary on that, The Spiritual Canticle. And when I was first reading his writings, I have to admit that he is um, he writes at a level of, of depth and a level of like such high intellect that he is very difficult to understand. And so I would have to like 
make sure there was, I was not going to be disturbed, not for 15 or 20 minutes, but for like hours at a time, because I needed to like sit down with his writings, with a pen and with a highlighter, and also with a dictionary next to me, if I was going to actually grasp and understand anything that he was saying. On top of that, just practical, I needed a silent room and concentrated time and a dictionary. Also, I would, before I would even read a word, I would pray to his intercession, I'd be praying to the Holy Spirit, that something of what he was saying, would would make sense and that whatever the Lord wanted me to gain from reading his writings, that it would speak to my heart. So I began my study of him by reading the spiritual canticle. And as I was reading the spiritual canticle, and by the way, this will be the first episode that Father Jed and I, Jedediah and I talk about. His first work we're going to discuss is going to be the spiritual canticle. So I'm not going to give you a, a lot of background on that today, but just know that that's where we're going. But as I was reading this and as I was struggling through just understanding it on an intellectual level, my heart was continuously stirred. And like, I don't fully understand what he's saying here, but somehow in the depths of my being, I understand what he's saying here. And I don't know that that makes sense to you, except that when you've experienced something in your soul, like the growth of the soul, or you've grown in your own life's journey and and you've gone through something, it's very difficult sometimes to put it into words but then when somebody describes it to you, you're like, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. I would have never been able to write that or define it in that way, but that makes sense to me. And so though John's writings were like constantly stretching me and making my brain hurt, if I can be very honest with you about that, um, I was really falling in love with him because I because he was speaking to the depths of my soul and some of the things that I had experienced in my own walk with Christ or in my own life of prayer. Um, last year, again, I spent more time studying him and moved into um, his work, The Ascent of Mount Carmel. And this is where, like, like if I liked him before, I loved him now. And all of these things were just speaking such truth to my heart and to my soul. And I, I began comparing him when I would talk up to other people about what I was reading, saying, well, I'm reading St. John of the Cross. Well, what's that about or what he's like? I found myself comparing him to like the, a physician of, of my soul. So, you know, we have doctors in this world who know and understand how the body works, right? They know and understand what the body is supposed to be doing and how it's supposed to be working so that it can function the way it's designed to function. And that means they also know what to look for when like disease enters the picture, right? Or symptoms start showing up to say, "Mm, there's probably a problem here. Or maybe sometimes things show up and they're like, well, that's not really a problem. It's actually a sign of healing. But you know, doctors are trained to know what that looks like on a physical sense with our bodies. And I was realizing as I was reading John of the Cross that he was given this wisdom to understand what was going on in the life of a soul. And so that's how I began describing him to him. It's like, or describing him to others. It's like what what a doctor is to a body, John of the Cross is to the soul. Like he just knows what keeps a soul healthy. He was given that wisdom through his own experience. And then of course, given the gift to actually put it into words and write it. And and to actually know like this is natural pro- this is what naturally happens as the soul progresses these are things to look out for along the way these are maybe signs of disease, disease or you know deceptions or things like that but this is like this is what it looks like as the soul is growing and healing and growing in its likeness with god on to this path of union with god which is ultimately every soul's journey every soul's destination right union with god and and so anyway this this ascent of mount carmel like is where he really just like knocked my socks off and i began really even though 
intellectually speaking, it's still way, way beyond me. And I find like Therese's writings, St. Therese's writings so much easier to understand and relate to. So even though John is like intellectually beyond me, like in the depths of my being, in the depths of my soul, he was making more and more sense. And so I really have developed this, this relationship with him, this um, devotion to him these last couple years, especially this, this last year too. With that being said, I have not read all of his writings, which is another reason why I'm really going to depend not only on the Holy Spirit to be with us during this Lenten series this year, but also Father Jedediah in a very practical way to be with us, because I haven't even read all of John's writings yet. I'm hoping to have read more of them by the time that um, I'm with you here again in a couple weeks for this series, but I'm not promising that because I don't move through his writings quickly, and I really don't think you should either, by the way. Um, But anyway... I'm excited to sit down and to just introduce him to you. And this this ascent, this canticle, these works of his that I have read already, and what I've just mentioned to you, this idea that he has he was given this understanding through his own experience, through his work directing other souls, souls of nuns, through working directly and have a, having a direct relationship with St. Teresa of Jesus, St. Teresa of Avila, and, and knowing him, her personally and working side by side with her. Like he was able to have this, given this wisdom, of what the soul actually goes through as it is purified and drawn into the depths of God himself. And then how, how we can actually set ourselves up to be drawn into these depths. So I'm, I'm excited to share that. And that's just a little bit of my love and my passion. I, I promised Father Jedediah that I would share that with you on this month's episode, this little introduction to this Lenten series, so that I didn't have he didn't have to sit next to me for 30 minutes while I explain all of that again in a couple weeks. Um, so anyway, that's that's my love of of John. And so going back to that scripture passage that we opened up with from James 1 verses 2 through 4. Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance be perfect, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. This idea of considering it all joy is something that John's writings have really helped me to understand in a new way. Because we hear that, And we think on some level, yeah, I know all things work for good for those who love God. I'm quoting other scripture there. I know that, you know, God has a plan and God has a purpose. And so if I'm suffering or my loved ones are suffering, I believe there's a greater reason for that. And and so we kind of just like become people who grin and bear it, right? Like we, okay, I know that's truth in my head, but we're far from like believing it and understanding it in our hearts. And by the way, there's plenty of people in the world who don't even know that that's truth in their head, but I'm assuming you guys are already there if you're listening to this. So we know it's truth in our head, but it hasn't made sense to us in our heart. And um, John's reading some of John's writings have helped me understand and, and, and have helped me like helped it move from my head into my heart because he was so great at like giving us the why behind this. Like here's why the soul needs to suffer sometimes, why the soul needs to be purified and pruned. Here's the why behind all of this. And here's kind of how it's going to look and what it's going to look like. And when you understand a little bit of the how and a lot of bit of the why and a little bit of the what, which is what we get from John's writings, then that begins to make sense. And then you can, like, like in this scripture passage, all of a sudden you find yourself considering it all joy. Like, oh, that's a great thing. 
that's a great thing because that just purified my soul and my soul needs to be purified in order to enter into this this marriage with with the spouse the beloved my bridegroom to enter into this union with God then I need to be humbled and purified and made pure and so you do consider all of these things joy this happened to be practically in a in a real world sense I got a um I got some feedback, some negative feedback I wasn't necessarily asking for, but just someone who felt it necessary to give me their two cents about some of my writings, which is fine. It really is fine. I'm not being sarcastic. But originally, uh, initially, when you read something like that, and, and, you know, it's like this negative kind of, well, that was good, but it wasn't great. And here's how you could have made it better. Like you want to take that personally, right? You want to, you want to be like, you know what, let me tell you something here. You know, like, who are you to tell me whatever, whatever. So anyway, you hear this like negative feedback. And my human response was to like, be repulsed by it and want to fight back. And then all of a sudden, like the Holy Spirit showed up and I remembered what an amazing opportunity for me to not only surrender and let this go, but to be um, humbled and to really like trust that that I needed to hear that and that was humbling and being humbled is an actual good thing and actually very purifying. And so it was with sincere gratitude that I thanked this person because I that was so good for my soul to hear that negative response. Now, I don't know that I'll handle it so virtuous, virtuously the next time it happens and I'm sure it will happen again. Um, but anyway, you see you see what what this what the, what I'm trying to say here, I hope and I think that we we come to not only say consider it all joy. Oh, this is supposed to be a blessing. But once you understand why this is so important, why sufferings is so important, why the purifying acts that happen in our soul are so important, then you begin to thank God for them. Thank you for that opportunity to humble myself. Thank you for for that opportunity to be purified, to be made new. Thank you for that opportunity to find my self-worth through you and through you alone, God that I'm not being built up because of the approval or disapproval of others, right? That I'm only seeking your approval. Thank you for another opportunity for me to experience that and for recommit my, to recommit myself to you. You get my point. It goes from just being words on a page that, oh yeah, I think I'm supposed to do that. I think I'm supposed to thank God even for the sufferings, but I don't really want to, to you really do and you really want to because you see the beauty and the genius behind it, even when it hurts. And so this is what I'm really hoping Father Jedediah and I, with the grace and the workings of the Holy Spirit, can portray to you through these this teaching, through this Lenten journey, this series with St. John of the Cross, what he gave to us, what he gave to the church, this wisdom that God gave us through this person of how the soul journeys to God and what that looks like, what that sometimes feels like, and then what sometimes it doesn't feel like. John talks a lot about feelings, and so it's exciting to be able to have an opportunity to share that with you. So with all of that being said, the introduction of where we're going with this Lenten series, remember Fridays during Lent, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch the audio after that, once I've got it uploaded on any of your standard podcast apps, if you want to watch the video live with Father Jedediah and I in the studio, you can catch him at 1 p.m. Eastern time on my Facebook um, page, Julia Mon, an author. Um, so we talked about that, this Lenten series coming up, talked about the scripture, consider it all joy, brothers, consider it all joy. 
and what that actually means and how that's related to John and John's teachings that, that we get in his writings. And now I want to close, like we always close this podcast, with a reflection from my journal or from my book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. This is reflection number 66. It's something I wrote back in May of 2014, and it is, in fact, titled, Consider It All Joy. Sometimes we need to hold on for one more day. And yes, I am a product of the Wilson Phillips generation. Sometimes we just need to trust that there is a reason for the pain. Sometimes we just need to believe that God has not left us and that his love for us hasn't changed. Sometimes we just need to let him help us by accepting help from others. And yes, this all requires humility, an area in my life that is in constant need of improvement. As I've already mentioned over the past few months, I have felt super consumed by the world and my duties in it. I have spent more time praying and going to church and receiving the sacraments, and in those moments I have found great peace, but that peace was quick to leave as I went back out into the world. I've heard it said, quote unquote, it's easy when you're at church, and I was living that reality. I longed to feel God's presence and find peace in the world around me, but it seemed the more I quote-unquote worked for it, the more chaotic my world was. In the midst of this chaos and stress, I know, and even knew at the time, that God was with me, but I wondered why I couldn't feel Him like I had in the past. It seemed that in the moments I felt I needed Him the most, He had left me to work through things on my own. This, of course, was not the case. In fact, I'm certain he was carrying me through these times, but this is what it felt like. Look, I know we're supposed to consider it all joy and not prefer health over sickness or joy over sorrow, but I'm still working on my sanctity. So I, for one, hate these moments of growth because they are so painful. Initially, I always prefer joy over sorrow and health over sickness. Who doesn't? But I guess there is some part of me, the the saintly part, I know is in there, but that gets tuned out so often by the not-so-saintly part, that does consider it all joy. Because in the same breath, I could say that I love these desert moments because of the growth and freedom and peace that comes through them. Perhaps I'm quote-unquote holier than I first thought because I know that although change is hard and painful, it's often necessary and always worth it. Perhaps I am quote-unquote holier than I first thought because I am unwilling to stay where I am and always allow myself to be led, although sometimes admittedly, reluctantly, to places I don't really want to go. Yes, perhaps I still have much more work to do on myself, but perhaps I'm getting better. I think we would all agree that as much as we may not want there to be Crosses, pain, and suffering are a part of every authentic Christian life. In fact, one slogan could be Christianity, crosses guaranteed. But that's not where our story ends. And that's why so many people, quote unquote, choose to be Christian. And I say choose because we know it is God who is choosing us and not we who are choosing him, right? Anyway, yes, as Christians, we believe and hope in what is to come. We know that God's grace is sufficient. We know that He is the one getting us through the struggles. We know that in His perfect timing, we are led into and then out of the desert. We know that in His perfect timing, we rise from the dead. In my own life, it was seemingly out of nowhere when this happened, when He finally calmed the storm. I now feel more alive than I have felt in months. 
I guess you could say, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Okay, okay, that one is a little before my time, but it's still relevant. It shouldn't surprise you then that I am once again reminded of God's presence, love, and goodness. As I reflect on these moments of pain, sorrow, and anxiety, I can now I can see now how God was present in the people around me. I can see now how he spent, sent people into my life to pick me up. I can see now how he worked through these people, mostly my husband, to comfort, support, and help me in my time of need. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? Yes, I am filled with gratitude for all God has given me and shown me during this time. I feel like I have gained knowledge of myself and of him in the past two months that would have otherwise taken me years to discover. See how much God loves me? He knows how incredibly impatient I am. So he allows me to be put in situations where I'm forced to learn quickly, even if at first glance, it seems like it's nothing more than intense suffering. All I have to say is praise be to God. After a period of great change, God has a way of just bringing things together, of just making sense of the chaos, of just clearing the rubble. I was blind, but I can now see his hand in it all. I can now see the good that was brought out of the struggle and pain. I can now see more of the person he created me to be and less of the person through my own fault I had become. So I guess what I need to say is thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Thank you, Lord, for the struggle. Thank you, Lord, for the pain. I really do consider it all joy. Why? Because it all led me closer to you. And this, as it always is, was worth it. Yes, this, as it always is, was kind of the goal. I wrote that back in 2015, a couple years before I ever picked up any of St. John of the Cross's writings, before I ever understood anything about this soul's growth or the dark night of the soul or the purifying or even perhaps even before I even really understood what it meant, this union with God, and that God is drawing us into these depths, into this this union with his will. And yet there's truth in what I wrote there, that su- I, I was able to recognize that this suffering, this pain did, did serve some sort of a purpose. And ultimately, these couple months that I was writing about at that time in my life led me to graft myself more firmly on him on God, right? That it purified me of some of my inordinate attachments to to doing, to perfection, to order, and it attached me more firmly to God, who is love, God, who is mercy. And so I was able, even though I had no knowledge of this, to recognize that there was great good in this suffering, good for the church in a redemptive way, good for the souls of others, and good, yes, for my own soul as well. And so I hope that Father Jedediah and I, again, with, by, and through the Lord's grace and the Lord's grace alone, are able in this six-week Lenten series coming up to communicate to you in some clearer way the importance of this, the importance of, of knowing and understanding that our souls are indeed on a journey, a journey where we are being drawn into the depths of God's love in the depths of who He is as, as love and as mercy. And I hope we're able 
to communicate that with you. So thanks for being with me this month. Again, this month was just about introducing you to this Lenten series coming up, letting you know what is to come, and then really just giving you just a teeny tiny little taste of, of what's to come with consider it all joy and looking at our lives through this lens of, of what our souls are really made for and where God is really leading them. And so it's a pleasure as always being with you today. I, I am keeping you in my prayers in a special way, and I humbly ask that you keep me in your prayers as well. And if you want to connect with me or you have questions for me about what's coming or, or where we're going, um, please feel free to reach out to me. You can go to my website, theworldisnoisy.com, or as I mentioned, you can follow me on Facebook at Julia Modin Author. Now let us go ahead and close this episode with the prayer that closes that reflection from my book that I just read you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I was blinded by my pain, Lord, but now I see. Thank you for those people you sent into my life who helped me remove the blindfold that I myself had put on. Thank you for calming the storm and for proving to me how much you love me because of it. Thank you for allowing me to carry this cross for you and for allowing me to feel the weight of my sin. I have never felt more loved. I love you. I thank you. I praise you. Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance be perfect, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.